is Caitlin Darcy, owner of Eros Fine Goods, an online sex toy boutique. And this is Caitlin V. Neal, a sex and relationship coach. And this is The Oral Report, the sexual exploration podcast that goes beyond sex ed, where we share, advise, and make the world a better place, one orgasm at a time. This is Caitlin V. Neal, sex and relationship coach. I specialize in helping men with premature ejaculation to build stamina and confidence. If you love this show and would like to do a one-on-one consultation with me, you can apply for one at CaitlinVNeal.com apply. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N-V-N-E-A-L.com slash apply. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin. Yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> We are recording. Recording. All right. Ah, how's it going? Oh, it's going. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a Friday. It's we're recording on a Friday. Yeah. We don't usually Which record on Friday. Usual for Monday us. Re- recording team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long week. I'm wearing makeup. You're wearing makeup. I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> I have like a full face on. Yeah. You. You. Uh, you stunned me. I know. I felt <laughs> stunned by you. You were stunning. Well, thanks. That's good. <sighs> I'm doing something right. Well, what else? What's turning you on? Um, I finally have a trip home planned. So thank God. Yay! Because I need a little break. Yeah. Nice. I've been working like six days a week, so uh-huh. I need uh, some time off. What are you most looking forward to? Um, well, we're going to the lake. The lake. Yeah. So, and like my family has so many vacations going on this summer. So that weekend is one of the weekends that my sister's not working. My sister and her family are there, and then my parents are home. So, are like, you doing the Fourth of July? No, I'm going right after. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, oh god, I work a double on Fourth of July now, and wow. I think it's what is that like? Um, usually it's not that bad, except we're doing this like big event. Oh, so. And um, last, when we do it, Cinco de Mayo, we did one, and there were like 400 people that came. Well, Cinco de Mayo is a big drinking day, too. Yeah, 4th of, Fourth of July, not, not so, so much. much. I hate the 4th of July in Chicago. So do I. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, especially it, in this neighborhood. It's already started, by the way. Like, yeah, the we're fireworks. We're still in June. Mm-hmm. Fireworks, gunshots, mm-hmm. explosions, just random aspects. I was leading a little guided meditation with a client, uh-huh. and someone seriously set off a firecracker, like, on the street right in front of my house and it went off and I jumped sky high oh my God. and then I kept going because I was like what am I going to do acknowledge that there's explosions happening right. in Chirac right now right. I was like no we're fine just keep going <laughs> just keep meditating just keep meditating yeah it's not like I'm going to stop I mean to be honest it's probably once a week that I hear like a full clip of bullets go off mm. um, so that's uh, I hesitate to say I'm used to it I don't think you really get used no. to it but there's something that comes in becomes a little bit less surprising you yeah. don't jump anymore when you hear bullets yeah. you know they're not I know they're not for me yeah. like, I'm not involved in you kind of just try and listen about how far away they sound yeah exactly but you can't during this time of year it's yeah. it coming at you from every angle well that's terrifying anyway, sorry to start with a down <laughs> note uh, fireworks safety Jesus yeah. yeah well what's turning you on is that you get to go to the lake yeah. and get out of the city exactly yeah and post your double Mm-hmm. My best friend's getting married on the 4th of July. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm really nice. excited about that. Where, it, where's the wedding? Detroit. Okay, that's Detroit. cool. I already love that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to go home, yep. and they're doing like three days of wedding activities, so that's wedding, fun. and then um, 
a party on Belle Isle, which is like a national park, and it's oh, an cool. island that's in, in the Detroit River between here and Canada. Oh, that's very cool. Um, and then we're they're doing having, that after the wedding. Yeah, after the wedding. Cool. So there's like three days of wedding related stuff. That's so fun. that's gonna be really great. And I'm looking forward to it. I like having the like celebrations and fun stuff after the wedding. It's like then right. you're married and right. you get to like Pressure hang is out. Off. Yeah, yeah, <coughs> and you get to like hang out with the married couple. That's cool. Yeah, that's I'm nice. About it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. There's like a national park that's really close by that has really good hiking. <coughs> and then there's um, uh, a winery out there as well. So, All by the lake? Mm-hmm. Oh, this sounds like vacation paradise. Yeah. Okay. It's all the, the national park is like uh, maybe a 20 minute drive. And then the winery is in between the park and mm-hmm. the house. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. wait. That's awesome. I know. And I just want to be warm. Yeah. Like what is this? Yeah, this is. This has been such a cold, rainy summer yeah. that, like, I did not sign up for this. Well, technically, on the day of us recording, this is uh, summer solstice. True. Can you believe? No, but seriously, it's summer solstice. Yeah. It's the longest day of the year. By this day, usually, it's, it's like hot. hot outside. Yeah. It has not been hot. No. We have not had, like, a nice hot day Mm-mm. in weeks. Mm-mm. I know. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. No. Ask me what's turning me on, I'll tell you. What's turning you on? Um, so I went camping last weekend. Yes. In the cold. Ugh. I was thinking about you. Yeah, it was. And it was fucking cold. It was unpleasant to be outside for four days. Ugh. <coughs> yeah. Pardon me. I've camped in inclement weather before, uh-huh. but usually, like, there's uh, some sort of reprieve, you know? Yeah. Like, you just, like, uh, during the day, at least it's sunny right. or something, and it was just wet and rainy, but we did get an unexpected day of, like, decent weather on Saturday. Yeah. That's and good. I have never been more excited yeah. for 65 degrees right. in my life. I know. Like, isn't that insane? It was so... We just turned up, but the thing I liked about it, the camp's theme was early retirement. Oh, nice. And we threw... It's a Burning Man event, so we threw... It's it's a gifting economy. Like you're gifting uh-huh. experiences uh-huh. to people, and we gifted retirement parties to people, Aww. and we gifted bingo and beach yoga oh and God, pancakes, and I made all like I made gallons and gallons of nice iced coffee, oh, and nice. just get to like make people really happy and that's ask people nice. what they were retiring from. Yeah, and it was stuff like working too hard, mm. doubting myself, mm. um, believing these limitations, telling myself I can't. Like, it was nice. so lovely. Totally restored my faith in humanity. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least if you didn't have good weather, at least you had that. Yeah. And I think that the, the <laughs> shitty weather in some ways sort of made us work harder for it. Because mm-hmm. before you just go out there and it's that part is easy. You just yeah. expect it's going to be hot during the day and it's going to be a little cold at night. And uh-huh. like, you just, you don't have to work that hard for it. Yeah. But with this, like I had to work to enjoy it. And I think I actually got more out of it because of how much work I had to put into it. Yeah. Would I have chosen for it to be that way? No, not in a million years. Yeah. But so be it. Yeah. Well, well, that's good that you still enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Oh, it was great. That's nice. I, I'm so ready to do it again. Yeah. Like I can't believe I have to wait another 51 weeks. Yeah. What else do you have coming up? Do you have any other festivals or anything? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, my July, I'm uh-huh. doing my best friend's wedding. Yeah. And then the rest of July is actually pretty chill. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because in August, I'm doing my TEDx talk. Okay. August 4th. And then on August 5th, I leave for Shambhala, the music mm-hmm. festival I work yep. for, for 11 yep. days. Uh, I'm back for six days. Then I leave for Burning Man. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. I'm skipping a whole thing. Then I leave for North Carolina, where I'm officiating oh, another friend's wedding. That's amazing. Then I fly directly from North Carolina to Reno, get on a bus, and go directly to Burning Man. Wow. Get out of Burning Man eight days later. 
I guess I'm driving home with Joshua probably because he's going to have to drive out there. So I probably owe it to him to help him drive home. Yeah. And then I turn around and leave for Costa Rica a week later. Holy shit. Where I will be for eight days doing a mastermind and then a retreat. That's awesome. uh, With Jaya. And then I was supposed to go to Mexico in November. And I Mm. think I don't know. I literally don't know if I can commit to that at that point. Yeah. Because after... August leading all the way into September, I'm only going to be home here for like 11 days. That's crazy. During both of those months. That's nuts. I'm, I'm already a little stressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're plus all, the TED you're talk, home plus for... officiating a wedding. Well, yeah. yeah. I got to write both of those. You can do it. <laughs> can, can and will do it. Yep. After a nap, probably. Yeah. 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 Just get yourself a little fresh. Now that I'm sober, I've got all kinds of time and energy, so <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, good. Maybe upcoming episode on sober sex. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. 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 Well, I had drinks Wednesday and Thursday. So and sex on Wednesday and Thursday. No. No. I just haven't drinks. had sex in weeks. Just drinks. Mm-hmm. I did. I had drinks over the weekend. Alcohol. I did. Okay. So I say I'm sober, but I did take a break while I was camping, mm-hmm. and alcohol makes me so tired. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I was ever able to press through that before because yeah. I had. I felt great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we had a pruna colada. Prune? prune, yeah, like we made prunes? Like prunes with like prune juice, hibiscus tea, coconut milk. It was delicious. Yeah, like it was ten times better than it even sounds. Like prunes are sweet. Prune yeah. juice is sweet. Yeah, um, and it was part of our like early retirement, like keeping yeah. it regular. You know, mm. we served it at the Five Bar. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, I decided to spike my second one with, like, a lot more rum, Mm -hmm. and it was great. I enjoyed the feeling of being tipsy for, like, maybe two hours, Mm -hmm. and then I literally felt like I hit a wall and could not move anymore. And I think, like, sugar and alcohol has always done that to me, but, wow, I just was like, like, I need to go to bed right now. I'm taking a nap, and then later that night, I was having trouble sleeping, Mm. and I made it myself another drink. Um, This time, I put Everclear in it instead, because I was just like, I rum, again, rum and I, I was like, maybe that's what someone brought Everclear, why not? Let's just take it. Um, And I slept like a baby. Yeah, Everclear will knock you out. Yeah, it really did. I don't. I haven't had Everclear since I was 18 years old. Yeah, I can't remember the last time because it tastes like literal poison. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. It tastes like it's on fire. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like it's pre-fire. Yeah. And that your your belly will then be on fire with it uh-huh. when it hits there. Yeah. But, but disguised by prune juice, though. What a life I'm living. Wow. What did you do this weekend? I drank prune juice mixed with Everclear. Yeah. I feel like I'm 18 again. Little unusual. Yeah. Although, when you're 18, <laughs> would you drink prune juice? I, I drank almost anything anyone put in front of me when I was 18. Yeah, true. Yeah, I true. drank, like, red wine. I read, what are those called? Wine? Spritzers? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Is that the ones that come in bottles, though? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I drank those, and then I did a shot of, and then I learned what peppermint patties are and was doing, like, peppermint schnapps. Uh, and then I had this uh, red wine stuff and peppermint schnapps in my stomach, oh my and then I threw God. that up. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, that's the end for both of those. Uh-huh. Like, those don't go together. They're not yep. meant to be mixed in outside of the body. Don't mix them inside of the body yeah i just you know choices were made but i made it out alive well thank god we're not 18 anymore <sighs> right oh, yeah you couldn't pay me to go back there i nope. love being 30 me too but you know what else i did when i was 18 what the subject of today's episode oh. hate sex hate sex yeah mm-hmm. um was this with an ex you know i don't do sex with my exes yeah once i'm once that's dead that's dead for me i mean mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i did have sex with an ex but like, on one occasion, I hated it, so I, I learned that that was not it. But, no, I would have hate sex with frat boys. Oh. That was my number one go-to for hate sex. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. What, what do you think? When do, when 
did you have hate sex at 18 or were you still having like mm. lovey-dovey 18 year old sex cute naive yeah i was not particularly naive by the time i was 18 i was having like very good amazing sex (laughs) um no i feel like more of hate sex was like in my like early 20s Ah, okay. yeah who was your target of hate sex Uh, or i guess it's like a collaborator yeah i mean we would like go to the club and like pick up random dudes that we didn't particularly give a shit about right and yeah that was kind of like my like hate sex where i'm like yeah I don't like you. Why am I I'm gonna do this though? <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Right. It was almost like, I, want I don't to. like you. I don't know that I like me, but I'm going to take that out mm-hmm. at you or with you. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's a very interesting concept. I don't really I don't do sex with exes either. Yeah. So but I know that's like a very common form of right. hate sex. Is somebody right. that you had a relationship with or right. you know. And maybe you don't get along well, you broke up mm-hmm. for a reason, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you have, you know, you just have, like, oh, hormones are still racing, you bang it out with that person when you see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely contemplated it, like, uh-huh. recently, uh-huh. and then, like, I, because it sounds like it could be kind of hot, and then I, like, really thought about it, and I was like, Ugh, no, 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 no. Well, That's I think... That's a bad idea. Heat sex can be really hot, mm-hmm. right? Because... The, you know, as they say, there's a fine line between love and hate. Right? Mm-hmm. They're both pretty extreme emotions, yeah. and sex is a great playground for extremity, mm-hmm. you know, like or extremes rather. Yeah. And bringing that much emotion into sex, like if it's hateful emotion, like it still brings the like excitement factor of sex. Yeah. Up just the same way that being really in love with a person brings yeah. the excitement factor of sex up. Like having sex with someone that you're very neutral about feels neutral yeah. and not fun. Right. Yeah. I know. No, I I had um, some pretty good hate sex in uh, in London a while back. It was like mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy and my my friend had. Yeah, this is kind of shitty story, but my friend was like kind of into this guy and had hooked up with him in Vegas. Then we like met up with these dudes in in London. They're British, and um, then she got, she got mad at me because she thought I was flirting with him, and I was like, I'm not fucking flirting with this dude. Like, just. What's your problem? Yeah, just fucking chill. And so then, like, at the end of the trip, like, she wasn't with us. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, if you're going to be mad at me about this, then I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> so it wasn't so much that I didn't like him. It uh-huh. was almost that I was, like, kind of taking it out on my friend through uh-huh. having sex with him. But it was really hot. Yeah? Yeah. Was sex good? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Really sad. We ended up, like, getting a hotel room and, like... And basically just, like, banged it out all night. And then I was like, okay, well, I have to go back to the States, so bye. <laughs> See you never. See you never. Yeah. And the and nice thing like... about Texas, it can be that sort of, like, theater for our emotions. Mm-hmm. It's physical. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually literally work out our shit yeah. sometimes yeah. during sex. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Can you have hate sex with someone who doesn't know they're having hate sex with you? Um... I mean, I think you can, but generally, I think through your emotions, you know, if the person is perceptive at all, they'll probably start to catch on to what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, but I don't know. I mean, I guess people can go in having sex with two different intentions, then you're not really on, like, the same wavelength. Right. It's possible. It's possible. But I don't think it makes for the greatest sex. Oh, for sure, no. Yeah, no. When I you mean, when you have you, different intentions, mm-hmm. two different, different intentions, vibrations, then yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, just kind of like the whole feel of it, like the intensity mm-hmm. of it is going to be off because mm-hmm. you're bringing different like energies yeah. into it. Right. So, because I feel like if you're having hate sex or like, you know, there's a lot of aggression from both parties. Right. It makes it really fucking hot. Right. Which is why it can be kind of therapeutic or cathartic mm-hmm. because, again, you're bringing all of that intensity into mm-hmm. sex, which is already can be very physically and emotionally intense. Yeah. And then you're using the like modality mm-hmm. of sex yeah. to work out all, all of that aggression. Yeah. So like ideally at the end of it, you're both sort of exhausted. Yeah. You've had it all out of your system. Right. You know, do you think hate sex is healthy within a relationship? Uh, mm, not really. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends like where the hate is coming from, you know, where the anger is coming from. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be a nice way to like work things out with yeah. a partner, but I don't know. Maybe we should define hate sex. Do you have a definition for it? Mm. What would you offer? I mean... Because I don't know if you, that's really interesting. If like, I don't think you necessarily have to hate the person to have hate sex. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's maybe just like an emotion that you are hating or a feeling that you're hating. So you don't have to hate the actual person you're having sex with. Right. You just hate maybe the situation. Right. There's something that you hate. Or I really think it's fair to say that you can hate yourself and mm, take it out on another I person. Think, yes, and I think that's kind of the um, the unhealthy version of it is when you hate yourself. So then you may be picking partners that you're kind of like punishing yourself mm-hmm. with, you know, and that's not great. Right, for sure. Like the reason that you hate that person is because of whatever they reflect that you're not loving in you. Yes. 100% of the time, that yeah. is the case. Yeah. When you hate someone. Like, yeah. it's because you hate something about you. Yeah. But if you let that go out of check and then you're choosing those people as your sexual partners mm-hmm. and you're working on your self-hate at that person instead of, like, being compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Which would then allow you to have sex with sexual partners that you did like. Mm-hmm. You have to love you first. Yeah. Before you can love anybody else. Yeah. It's a trope for a reason. For sure. What, um, is, what does Urban Dictionary Urban say? Urban Dictionary says, top definition is having strong, forceful sex with a member of the opposite sex whom you absolutely despise well I disagree on the opposite sex part mm-hmm. it does not have to be a, no. you could have same sex hate sex absolutely uh, uh, definition number two you really hate someone so bad that you lust for them leading to hate sex well that I can agree with I, for yeah, sure there's definitely mm-hmm. there was this guy when I was in college who was like the darling of my university like everyone loved him he was a heterosexual male cheerleader mm-hmm. i didn't think they were gay cheerleaders actually i think he was just like the only male cheerleader okay. um he had like curly blonde hair like very all-american like chub- like red ruddy cheeks but mm-hmm. like super he was fine like this guy was fucking fine mm-hmm. and so dumb like so painfully stupid <laughs> of course and like but again like just you know you heard that like ding when he smiled yeah yeah, yeah. and he and I were in a class together and I seriously there were like 12 people I went to a liberal arts college yeah, like yeah, you yeah. knew everybody in all of your classes and we had to present and talk and speak a lot mm-hmm. and he would just open up his mouth and then just like stupid shit would pour out and I honestly would just sit there and be like I hate you like, I, I hate you I hate you I hate you also I'd sit on your face mm-hmm. uh, if I got the opportunity and then one day I did get the opportunity and Honestly, he was a great lover. He was yeah. a phenomenal lover. Like it wasn't it wasn't that much to hate, you know? Yeah. It was just like, wow, you're like really attractive and like I know who you are. Yeah. I know what we are doing. I have no 
illusions mm-hmm. that we are here like banging this out. Right. But the funniest part of that whole experience, number one, a guy who I'd previously hooked up on, walked in, walked hooked up with, walked in on us, and both mm. of us were like, um, you should leave. <laughs> uh, and that guy was awkward as fuck. Um, oh. I could tell you a different was story this, like, about that college guy. college dorm room or something? No, Frat. Oh, frat. Of frat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just said, like one fraternity. I just slept with a lot of the brothers of that frat, but I wouldn't socialize with them. Like, there, I wouldn't eat lunch with them. Right. But we were fucking. Yeah. You know, um, you got to keep a distance. But the best part was after this, after he and I were like, after we hooked up, we're like just sitting there like chatting, mm-hmm. um, as you do when mm-hmm. you're drunk and yeah. twenty. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I I really spent a lot of time in class. Like every time you'd open your mouth, I kind of fantasized about having sex with you, which was true. Yeah, but I didn't mention it was because whatever you were saying was, was so driving dumb you crazy that I just imagined like sitting on your face to make just you stop talking. Up. But then he turns to me and goes, "Yeah, I spent all this time like thinking about your breasts." He was like, "You just never wear bras," and like I just was really distracted by your boobs a lot during class, and I was like. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this conversation. Like I'll never forget it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really. And then later, when my friends saw that I had slept, they didn't tell anyone. I was very like, yeah. No one needs to know I slept with this bimbo. Well, do you think they all gossiped? All the guys? Uh, I'm sure the brothers in the fraternity probably talked about yeah. that I had had sex with them. Mm-hmm. But like, I for me, the distinction was they were it was like easy pickings. It was mm-hmm. like shooting fish in a barrel. Mm-hmm. Like you could just walk in and go you right. Like it was very. Right. And I just was horny. I'm I'm, hor- I'm a horny person. Like, yeah. Just yeah. really wanted to scratch that itch and mm-hmm. wanted it to be, like, very easy. And I would, like, disappear. I just was, like, when we were done, we were done. Yeah. And I think there was a degree of hate sex in that because I'm not – I wasn't socializing with those people. Yeah. I didn't – I knew there was zero chance of me dating any of them. Mm-hmm. I was never going to hang out with them on, you know – yeah. We weren't going to the football game together. I never went to a football game the whole time I was in college. Like, I just wasn't the kind of girl. I used to have a lot of hate sex with this one guy. Um, it was at my first school. And, like, it was a tiny little school. And it was um, a lot of athletes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had this on-again, off-again thing with um, one of the tennis players. And he was so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. He was um, Ecuadorian. And mm-hmm. kind of looked like Enrique Iglesias. Ooh. Like, a lot. And it was just so fucking hot. He was a senior and I was a freshman. But, like, he would never really acknowledge publicly that we, like, had this thing. Even though it was, like, a year. It was ongoing for a year. And I would, like, sleep over at his house, like, at least twice a week. And that sounds hurtful. I know. I know. But we would have, like, really intense, aggressive, insane sex. And, like, it was very hot. Yeah. Do you think hate sex... Like, I'm interested in these definitions in Urban Dictionary that say rough. Like, yeah, they include rough in the definition. I had sex with those guys, and I mean no offense to anyone listening that was in a frat or is a frat or self-identifies as a frat boy. Like it just was, I was a very emo arts kid in college, okay? Uh, being seen in a frat was not my scene. But yeah. a lot of the That's hate really sex funny. I had, I know, right? Even in like the cold dorms with like the cold bunks, like with other people around. Like I was... You, you guys had bunks? In some of the cold dorms for the frats, yeah. Oh, it'd be yeah, like, yeah. you know, you'd have a room, but then you went to sleep in this mm-hmm. room with all the other bunks in it. And you're like, you had a frat, you know, you're at a party, you know, where you're going to oh, go man. and I've right. had sex in the women's bathroom, the men's bathroom. Like, whew. anyway. Um, <laughs> but some of it was definitely rough. Some of it was definitely like, we're working this out together. Mm-hmm. But some of it was also sort of tender. Like, nothing in particular about it was, um, the sex itself was not hateful. It was just yeah. the act of having sex with that yeah. person. 
Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, I've, I've had hate sex where it has been very aggressive, and then as soon as it's done, you, you guys, like, both put on, put your clothes back on, you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. I've also had hate sex that's been very aggressive, where then we, like, lay there and, like, hold each other afterwards, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, like, formula no. for it. It can look a lot like every other sex. Uh-huh. Or, you know, as we were saying, it, it can be a way for people to work out their shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that's necessarily healthy in a couple. I was part of a couple where we would get into intense arguments. Mm-hmm. We would end up having sex, and that would sort of, like, pacify our arguments. But mm-hmm. I think it was sort of, it was, like, cheating because yeah. we didn't actually get through whatever was but I mean, we we should just not have been together. Yeah. And I think that sex was a way of like, you know, when you have sex with a person, you feel fond towards them. It uh-huh. builds up your chemicals of yeah. lovey-doveyness and blinds you to the truth of like, you're not a good fit for this person. Right. That's definitely what I was doing with that You're guy. not making good decisions for yourself. Right. But you keep going back and having doing this thing that releases I mean, these endorphins that makes you feel lovey-dovey. Hate sex can be toxic for mm. sure. Because um, I think... You can, you know, catch yourself continuing to go back to the same person, even though you know that they're not good for you. And, yeah, I think now that I, like, really think about it, a lot of my hate sex occurred that my first two years of college. Mm. But also, I wasn't happy at that school. Yeah. You know? Right. I wasn't happy there. I didn't really feel like I was connecting super well with a lot of the people there. And so I would just fuck all the athletes and... (laughs) Right, and it serves a couple of purposes. Mm-hmm. It it does scratch an itch, even though it's not mm-hmm. very fulfilling. Right, it's not very fulfilling after yeah. you have had. It's kind of like eating a meal that really wasn't nutritious for you. Yeah, it fills you for the moment, but then you're hungry again, like right away, because it yeah. didn't actually nourish yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there was one guy I can think of who was like a German basketball player, and <laughs> he all the international students. <laughs> I don't know. We had a, we had a lot of international students who came to play at our school. Hey, to play. To hey. play. Um, but, like, I kind of had this rule that I would only sleep with one um, player per team. Because then I was like, well, that, that's Keeping not it that very bad. classy. Right? Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I, I see might, the logic there. I do. Yeah. But then I ended up sleeping with, like, three basketball players. So, you know, that went out the window. Mm, you're then, tall. They're tall. Is that it? Is the tall guys? Um... Well, we just hung out with them a lot because my my best friend at the time was dating one of the guys on the team. Oh, so yeah, we hung out with them a lot. Um, yeah. And then only one guy on the baseball team. No one on the soccer team, which is interesting. Mm, when soccer players are so attractive. I know. But they were all like kind of like goody-goody. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We were. Yeah. Not. You think each school, each sports team kind of has its vibe. Vibe. Mm-hmm. Vibe. It totally does. Yeah. But I knew these guys were all gossiping and, you know, saying shit about me. And so that, like, definitely. But, like, they were, like, friends of mine, but also kind of talking shit. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. It was very, yeah, it was pretty toxic. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really important line. Like, if you're having hate sex with somebody, but, like, they're actually doing things that are harmful to you mm-hmm. and not because hate sex should be all sex ought to me ought to be pleasurable mm-hmm. at, yeah. at its core even if it's pleasurable because it's so aggressive and cathartic mm-hmm. and you cry and all that like it, it does it still bring you pleasure in the end yeah. then go for it yeah but if you're also having sex but then you're feeling hurt by those people that you're having yeah. sex with that's moving away from pleasure mm-hmm yeah yeah and i think if that's if you so yeah i guess that was that, when i was like 18 19 yeah yeah so if you're finding yourself in that sort of hate sex scenario, I think the, the solution for you is figure out what you hate about you. Mm-hmm. Quit hating that about you. Like find some 
fucking self-compassion. Yeah. Let that shit go because other people are not, whether or not you feel like, oh, but I'm giving them sex and da, da, da. Right. Like, other people are not the appropriate place for you to work out your shit. Yeah. The theater of other human beings, the theater of sex, the theater of relationships, like, not the place for that. Well, and I think one of the biggest issues I had with that school in general is it was so small and so gossipy. And I was like, I just want to be a little slutty. Right. I am in my early 20s and right. I want to be able to fuck whoever I want to fuck whenever I want to fuck them. And mm -hmm. I feel like I just like, you know, started to get a reputation there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck you guys. You guys right. are lame. Right. Like, come down off your high horses and let's all have a good time. So then I transferred to Chicago, where debauchery reigns free. Ah, <laughs> Chicago, a city of debauchery, mm -hmm. where there are enough people that, that you can be a slut and no one cares. Amen, sister. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Eros Fine Goods, an online sex toy boutique that specializes in body-safe products and ethically sourced lingerie. Visit www.erosfinegoods.com for 15% off your first order. Thanks for listening to The Oral Report. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Oral Report. And email us at theoralreportpodcast at gmail.com to have your questions answered in a future episode.